This is a Dalarna University production. Good afternoon. Uh, I'm sure you will all join me in welcoming Associate Professor Mar Gutierrez Colon from the Department of English and German Studies at the Universitat Rovira i Virgili Tarragona, Spain. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Mm. You have pronounced it correctly and oh. it's, not, it's not so easy, I know. <laughs> Thank you. My name is Loretta Kwanstrom and I am Head of Section for Languages at Hoekskola and Dalarna. Associate Professor Gutierrez Colon will be holding an open seminar at Hoekskola and Dalarna on mobile learning with smartphones as a support tool in the language classroom. Um, and she, you will be doing this tomorrow, won't you? Yes. Yeah. And it will be streamed, so it will yes. be available even if people cannot manage to attend. Yes. So I'm looking forward to listening to you then. So welcome again. Uh, Mar, if I may be so bold as to call you by your first name. Oh, sure. Please. <laughs> yes. So who is Mar Gutierrez? Oh, well, it's a complex question. <laughs> no, Mar Gutierrez is um, an associate uh, professor at the Universitat Rovira Virgili de Tarragona. I studied um, English and German philology there, and I started teaching there in the English and German department. And after 15 years um, working at that university, I've specialized on second language acquisition and methodology for um, English language teaching. And now I'm also the coordinator of the master's program on second language, um, sorry, English as a second language, teaching English as a second language. I'm sorry about that. Um, and I'm here because I've been invited by university, by, by the Spanish department in your university. And I'm so glad for that. So thank you. And we're very happy <laughs> to have you here as well. Uh, your main fields of research are second language acquisition, as you've already said, and new technologies, methodologies for second language teaching and learning. What do you feel are the most recent interesting uh, contributions to theories of second language learning? Um, well, th th that's a very broad question, mm -hmm. but um, I would say that um, Ellis, I always tell my students that Ellis, uh, Rod Ellis is the big name in second language acquisition. Um, uh, he was the, well, he published his main books or his first main books in 1994, 1995. And um, um, he was the first one who set up the, the main theories on second language acquisition. Um, he talked about the personal factors that affect second language learning. Also, Krashen talked about uh, these, these factors, uh, personal factors uh, on second language learning. And um, this is on, on second language acquisition. But if we talk about new technologies, new, um, new technologies for the language classroom, we should talk then about um, different associations like uh, learning, so mobile learning associations, and you recall, for example, um, in these associations you can find many different research uh, projects and researchers who, who present um, their new theories on second language acquisition um, using new technologies for this second language uh, learning. So basically, and, and very in a summary, I think that these, <laughs> these are the basic. 
mobile learning, will this become a revolutionary tool used to facilitate second language learning? And if you agree with my uh, statement, why? Um, I agree with your statement and I would say that it is already a big revolution. The thing is that uh, we cannot see it because um, it is a, still a baby field. Yeah? Um, we started um, talking about in the 90s when some of us bought our first personal computer and we talked about connecting to the world with a modem uh, and we, we, I remember explaining my family that I could connect to some sort of web pages and that in the future we would use that tool as a, as a learning tool. Uh, I mean, nobody would believe you um, because I know that companies used computers and internet and the internet, but we didn't use that on a regular basis and at home. Uh, nowadays, we all use mobile phones, iPads, um, MPs, threes, fours, fives, so the new ones, yeah, the newest ones. Um, and what, what I think that what we are doing with mobile learning is using the already existing technology as a tool to learn. So um, it is a new field, but I think that as it happened with computers, it is just a starting, but it's going on very fast. Mm. So yes, I agree with you completely, yeah. Very exciting. <laughs> Uh, you've coordinated several projects on mobile assisted learning. Uh, could you present one or two of the most successful projects? I'm sure they were all successful, but um, both international or national, either yeah. project. Um, in fact, they were successful, but because we had to... No. So, uh, let's see. They were successful, yes, but uh, not because I could... Uh, I can bring you lots of results saying that my students have learned a lot, not because of that, but because at least in Spain and in most of uh, parts of Europe, um, projects like this do not exist in the sense that not many teachers have uh, tried to use mobile phones in the language classroom. I mean, carrying a mobile phone, sending messages or YouTubes to the students, students answering back, etc., etc. So uh, real field research projects. And this is for me the big issue of my projects that I have spent lots of time connecting to my students. Yeah? And uh, um, they are successful because I found that my students are very motivated, they like using mobiles and they, and they don't feel that I am intruding in their personal lives. They answer back uh, during weekends, evenings, so they like being connected the whole day as they are with their uh, smartphones, uh, Facebook or whatever they are using. Um, so they, they, um, I think that it is a very interesting tool for the language classroom because you can connect the foreign language that they are learning to their uh, everyday life. So they don't see that second language as a foreign language, but as another language that they are learning. And um, I've seen that in Sweden you've got, um, which is something very, very positive, I really believe it, that you watch television in English, for example, and it's subtitled in your own language. 
but in Spain we don't. So one of the efforts that uh, we have to make in Spain, for example, is try to bring that second language to everyday lives of our students. And one way of doing it is uh, by using these mobile phones um, every day. And actually you're touching on to a point uh, regarding policy and education policy. Um, has the government giving, given its blessing to net-based learning in the form of financial support or supportive documents in any way? Uh, well, <laughs> um, not very much because I think that we are living a very difficult moment now uh, all over Europe and uh, in Spain as well. Um, financial support is extremely difficult, uh, but um, I've I've got some I have had some financial support from my university, and also from the government because obviously the money of my university comes from the government. Um, but I have to say that these type of projects are so um, they are not expensive. I'm not going to say that they are cheap because they are not cheap, but they are not expensive at all. Because nowadays, when you use the mobile phone, you can use free tools like, um, for example, WhatsApp, uh, the WhatsApp application. Uh, you can send free messages to the students. They can answer to you and they are free. So basically you're using uh, time. And the, uh, the most important thing is that you have to develop a good methodology not technology again because um, what I think that we are doing nowadays is basing when we talk about technology we only talk about technology and we should talk about the way in which our students um, um, uh, find their motivation how can we send them materials that are um, that are interesting for them useful for them etc and this is a methodological approach and sometimes this is not expensive it's just a question of uh, trying to find the right idea so yes I got some financial support but I think that I could get more but um, it's not an expensive thing to do now, what was another aspect of this which I was interested in is um, is whether, as you mentioned yourself, the fact that uh, TV programs are dubbed in Spain. Uh, if uh, if a government were truly interested in in helping uh, second language acquisition, then perhaps. Uh, they could um, write a bill that would would force people to to force television stations to at least have perhaps a percentage of the programs in the native tongues. Yeah, well, this is uh, for me a big issue, mm. and um, I I still cannot understand why we have all the programs stopped in that way or, or the or the films. Yes, um, my opinion is that we still come from a time in which in Spain um, we thought that uh, foreign languages were something like exotic things. So uh, grandmother, my grandmother still tells her friends that my, um, my granny, she speaks English very well, so she's really proud of that. So we still see uh, second language as something, um, I don't know, not something natural, yes? Even though in Spain um, most of us are bilingual, I speak Catalan and Spanish, but it seems that French or English or any other language um, seems to be, I don't know, foreign language. That's why I don't like the term foreign language. I t always tell my students that we should talk about second languages or third languages, not foreign languages. 
Um, and, and again, I'm sure that if the governments um, changed their policies and didn't uh, accept these uh, double um, films, um, I think that we would improve a lot. Not only because of the language, but because of um, our children would see these languages as something natural in their lives, which they don't see now. That's a very good um, yeah. response. So what is your first language? Uh, that's also a very interesting question. I would say that my first language is Catalan. Well, I used to speak in, in um, Spanish with my father, uh, Catalan with my mother, so I'm completely bilingual. I studied at school in Spanish, so I count in Spanish, but I think in Catalan. Um, I would say that it is Catalan, my first language, because my father died 15 years ago, so now I'm not using Spanish as much as Catalan in my daily life, obviously. Um, I would say that I've got two first languages, two L1s, Catalan and Spanish, sure. Okay, thank you. Uh, and on and carrying on on this personal note, anyway, you speak four languages fluently. Uh, what will be the fifth? I should say Swedish now. <laughs> yeah, because you could apply the theory, your theories on yourself then. Um, and you're most welcome to come to Hoogstawall and Dalarna or become an online student with us and choose between the seven languages you do not speak. Yes, why including not? Including yeah. Swedish. Thank you very much. Yes, could be Swedish, yes. Well, in fact, I have got some words, pick up some words from the street and... Um, yes. I, I really would like, yes. <laughs> thank You're you. You're very welcome. <laughs> thank you very much. But thank you very much for giving us your time today. And I've really enjoyed interviewing you. And uh, I wish you the best for your seminar tomorrow and thank with you. your research in the future. Thank you very much. I'm really happy to be here. And again, thank you to the Spanish department and to you to invite me to this wonderful university. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you.